Welcome, everyone. This is Gary Carpenter, and this is Prepare for College in our ongoing podcast, uh, updating the current events that have happened. And today I have Val Hoffman joining me. And uh, Hello, Gary. Yes. Glad to be aboard. Yeah, P4C. Yeah. That's a great podcast series. Apparently, uh, we just keep on getting more information. But go ahead, Gary. Well, I first of all, I have to uh, open up with an apology here from our last podcast on uh, February 2nd, in which I mentioned how well <clears throat> the Department of Education was handling the inquiries by families. And uh, I neglected to point out that uh, it might take you anywhere from 30 minutes, maybe up to an hour before you get to talk to a live person. So that may not uh, bode well as far as the department handling these calls so well. But I can tell you, once we do get a live person, they're usually very helpful. And if they don't know the answer, they tell you that. But you have to remember that you're not going to just pick up the phone and talk to someone. It's going to take you a, a, a good, yeah. And, and I think a tidbit is if if you want to cut that time down at all, you start at 8 o'clock in the morning. Amen. And, yeah, uh, that's true. However, in all fairness, uh, I'm not sure if there's a Fortune 500 company out there that can have any better timing results than that, or college for that matter. Uh, it's just an issue when you, when you call large institutions, colleges being one, Department of Education being another, that it's going to take you a little bit of time. And we didn't mention that, uh, Gary. So um, uh, amen to that. I appreciate you uh, coming out with that. But I was but, so uh, ecstatic to yeah. be able to talk to someone. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Okay. Uh, all right. There, there is one other thing that has come up uh, in recent weeks, and that is the California State University System uh, made an announcement last week that their Commitment date, which is usually May 1st, has been moved now to May 15th uh, as a result of the deferment by the federal government as far as getting faster information to colleges. Uh, I think this is the first of many to, to come on. What do you think, Al? Well, many of you that are listening to this would not know this, but the May 1st, according to the NACAC organization, NACAC, National Association of College Admissions Counselors. In their little uh, or, big organization, actually, <laughs> uh, they uh, uh, they have set so that there's no false pretenses between uh, between colleges for competing for college as college students. They have all set that May one is National Decision Day. So when you see an, a college like Cal State uh, uh, come out and say, "Well, May one is going to be May 15th, I agree with you, Gary. There's probably going to be a lot more people, and and that particular concept of a national decision uh, date is probably not going to apply to this this particular class. Uh, it'll come back. It'll be May one in the future, but not this year. <laughs> so, uh, and again, just to clarify a little bit, there they did say it was for first time students applying for admission to the institution. Uh, returning students don't have that uh, that problem. Uh, it is, but the first time student looking at that 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 they have to keep in mind. <clears throat> I also have to point out, and this is a personal opinion, is that going from May first to May fifteenth, that's only two weeks. I think they're going to need more time than that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, if you see June first uh, come up, or 
July 1st, don't be surprised. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work. But so I know just, you. Yeah, just be volatile this year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year. So, yeah. Now, I know you had a couple things, Al, that you wanted to point out. Yeah, I'm not going to talk forever, but uh, but I do have uh, some points that I think are important for families to know about the FAFSA uh, this year. And uh, so we're in this soft launch mode. This is terminology created by the Department of Education, soft launch. Okay, fine. Uh, and the next mode in their process of, uh, of launching the full-fledged digital FAFSA uh, it's going to be the processing mode. And the processing mode is different than the soft launch mode. All right. Now, it, what is the difference? Okay. Uh, in the past, if you had uh, 10 colleges, that's the max you could put in. And if you had more than 10 colleges that you applied to, then you could wait three, five, six days. We usually waited a week here at the, the service center. Um, and then you would delete the first 10 and add the next 10. So that's a correction. You only have one FAFSA, but you have a transaction one, first 10, transaction two, second 10. See how I'm trying to lay that out here? I hope I'm communicating properly here. But that second transaction, can't do that in the soft launch mode. Can't do it. So even though they have added the ability for you to add 20 colleges to the FAFSA, there are still some that that's still not enough. <laughs> and they're, and yep. they're saying, well, I can't add any more colleges. And I says, that's right. Uh, you can't, not until we go into processing mode. Okay, so let's keep those little, uh, you know, as we use the terminology created by the Department of Education, this is not a rogue attempt of, of discrediting or throwing anybody under the bus. It's just the way it is. Okay, the Department of Education has soft launch and they have processing. And until we hit the processing mode, we cannot make a correction. Uh, some, maybe another thing, maybe instead of a college ad, maybe, and I'm being exaggerating here a little bit, but maybe you put in uh, that your assets were uh, zero and they should have been 100,000. See, that's going to be a big difference. Uh, and, and you can make that change. You can make that correction, but not in soft launch mode. Okay, so that's, that's something for people to realize if they're going like, I can't seem to do anything. No, and you will not be able to do anything until we get into processing mode. Okay. I think that was clear enough, Gary. Anything to add on that one? I don't I No, I, I think you've got that one covered pretty well. Okay. Um, another thing that uh, that here at the service center we have found is advantageous to uh, uh, start the FAFSA if you haven't done it yet. <laughs> Uh, start the FAFSA for your child. It's not your FAFSA, it's your child's FAFSA, the one that's going to attend college. Now, by the way, if you are going to be attending college, then you have to create out a FAFSA for you as well. So there'll be two FAFSAs, one for your child, one for you. Uh, all right, but as a parent that's on the FAFSA, we have found that there is a couple advantages uh, to uh, starting the child's FAFSA on the parent side of the FAFSA. Now, this may sound confusing, but when you get into the sign-in piece, you'll see you could start up as a student, you could start up as a parent. You're going to start up as a, I would suggest that you start up as a parent. The parent will, and why? Well, at the end of the parents section, both the parents have contributed, very finally, jointly, normal situations. 
then you will get a student aid index number, SAI number. Uh, and if you start as a student, you don't always get that SAI number. So from a standpoint of curiosity alone, I would say that you should start the FAFSA from the parent's side, which will then mean during the parent's side, you will invite the student to come in and finish their part of the FAFSA. And the student will do that, and then you will have a completed FAFSA signed by both parents and students. Um, most people are going to probably start the FAFSA out on the student side and then get the parent, which is still valid, still correct. It's not a problem. It's just that you won't necessarily get that SAI and, and something we call the DRN, document routing number. Uh, it, 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 these are just a couple of little things that, uh, um, that from the standpoint of curiosity, if nothing else, you may want to start on the parent side of the student's FAFSA. Gary, there's a lot there to say. Uh, did did that communicate well? Uh, did I come across properly on that one? Yes, but I but I do have <clears throat> excuse me. I do have another question. Um, in the past, you've been able to print out a copy of the FAFSA form even before you submit it, and I haven't seen that available this time. Do you know if they're going to have uh, opportunity where a family can print out the FAFSA form before or even after they filed it? Well, in this soft lunch mode, and because the form and format is totally different than last year's FAFSA, I'm going to tell you that this year's format does not seem to be supporting that. Now, when, when we get into the processing mode, we will, I believe, have a have to ask that question again, Gary, to see if it changes okay. how that looks. Uh, but right now, during the soft lunch mode, no, you don't get to see what you put in. Uh, now, you know. Granted, you put it in, so you sh it should be correct, uh, correct, but it's not always correct 100% of the time. And I agree with you. It's it's kind of like a nice last little QC check is to check that summary page before you hit the submit button. That's not available yet, um, but it is. Um, I, I, I have to believe it will be available when we get into the way the FAFSA will normally be and not in this transition stage of soft launch and processing mode. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cross to another topic. I know we want to keep this uh, short here, but uh, CSS profile. Uh, you can make a correction to a filed CSS profile this year. Yeah. And one is the most magic number there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you only get one time to do this and you can't do it again after that. And also, it doesn't correct it instantaneously. And what I mean by that is you go in, you make the correction, you submit it. They say, yeah, it's been submitted. Then you go back, say, later in the day to see if the, uh, the profile has been updated. It hasn't. It takes some time. Uh, people are telling me at College Board, anyway, oh, it takes about a day or, day or two. Uh, it may take longer than that. So you, if you don't see the changes being reported immediately on uh, on your copy, give it a couple of days and go back again uh, just to, to make sure everything's in there. That's about so what I've CSS, got today. Well, I got two more things uh, that okay. I think are important. Uh, 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 one in particular, since you mentioned the CSS profile, there is a number of colleges uh, who have 
changed right here in the middle of the stream their procedure for this year's class. And it may be a mode uh, of uh, a mode of, of futuristic situations in that the CSS profile is being used by some colleges to uh, calculate your SAI. Now, understand something. The Department of Education's FAFSA, the calculation on that is open to the public. You can find it in a number of places. It's uh, calculators out there that are uh, popping up all over the place. Uh, and so you can check that. Well, the department, uh, be the college board, CSS profile, the uh, college board administers the CSS profile. So anyway, the college board CSS profile, if you was to uh, uh, use that, then you will find that they have the information necessary to already calculate your SAI. So what are some of the colleges doing is they're requiring midstream people to use the CSS profile. Now, this is the dark part that I wanted to get out to everybody. This is very important. This is 911 stuff here. Okay, check the colleges that you have applied to, student, family, that your student has applied to. Check, check, check the college's website to see if they have changed procedure. If they've changed procedure, uh, I would anticipate an email, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, so you need to check the college's website or you need to, uh, you know, just to see if they're using the CSS profile in this Johnny-come-lately way to get around it. Now, what they're saying, they being the colleges that are doing this last-minute thing, is that if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you'll get it. If they're wrong, they'll won't, they won't change it. They'll eat it. So this is very important to know that this is something that some of the colleges, it, it's not across the board yet. Uh, it's not, but it is there. It's just a seasoning effect, and therefore you won't see it unless you're looking for it. And if you don't look for it, you might miss uh, an opportunity uh, here to get your award letter earlier than later. So that's one thing. Second thing, and this one really disturbs me. Um, right now in the soft launch mode, it appears that rollovers, which are on your tax return, they're going back to the old formula and they're calculating rollovers incorrectly. And we won't know until we get into the process mode if this is true or if this is just a fluke of the soft launch mode. It's been called in. We've notified the Department of Education about this. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I want to see that, that line item changed so that it doesn't count the rollovers. Rollovers are not supposed to be counted. If you're rolling over your 401k or something from one to another, that can create a untaxed income piece. It's not supposed to be counted in the calculation. But we have records that we have assisted with that are showing that it is counted. So, again, be aware of the fact that it might be counted. Now, what can you do about it? Remember, I gave you a cause and effect and then what to do about it with the CSS profile. Well, here's the cause and effect and what to do about it with the 401k rollover or any other rollover that you do, IRA, whatever. Uh, so the cause and effect is this. You have to wait until the process mode, check it and see if it's counting. Your, ex, your SAI is bigger, uh, a lot bigger, a lot bigger than it's supposed to be. Uh, and then you contact the college and go through changing it in that direction. You could also call it contact Department of Education that Gary kind of talked about at the very first comment. And that is to go onto the helpline and ask them there as well. 
so you're going to call the Department of Education for some assistance on this, and you're going to call the college for some assistance on this. Uh, it's not supposed to be counted, families. That is the that's the bottom line. And if it is counted, then you will you will have a very very large SAI, maybe even larger than your income, which obviously show up as a, you know an incorrect situation for sure. Uh, Gary, does that did I communicate that one correctly? That that one's a little bit tough. Yes. Sure yep, you got that covered. Okay. Uh, there's other things, but let's let's keep it. Uh, I just want to hit those two 911 things right there. Uh, and the rest of this was just some information to make you aware of where we are aware of the FAFSA. This year's FAFSA, as they birthed this puppy into existence, we're still in soft launch mode. Uh, and uh, hopefully, in, uh, well, in just a little over two weeks, we will be in process mode. And we can start to answer some questions from that perspective. That's it from... Prepare for College's podcast for this morning. Uh, welcome, Gary. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, folks, for joining us. And uh, stay tuned. There's more information to come. Have a good day, Al. You take. Bye-bye.